You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello and welcome back. Oh my God, happy to be here. Woohoo! Another episode of What's That From? This week, heading to the prom with the prom king himself. Brendan Stimson is here with us. Oh, oh my, my God. God. We're prom so- king. I feel, I feel like a promotion quick quick fun fact i was actually uh homecoming court uh in my my senior year it was kind of i i guess it's like prince because like there was always king queen were like the popular kids i wasn't like a popular kid because like i did theater but and i wasn't like the cool thing back then um but i was i was given court as like you know what this guy's a cool guy. Let's this give him court. <laughs> oh my gosh, love that! So yeah. we're actually talking to homecoming royalty as well. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So how we like to kind of kick things off on the show is we um, do a little thing we like to call the thirty-second plot challenge, <laughs> where we challenge uh-huh. you to <laughs> explain the plot of the musical in thirty seconds. Okay. Um, it's it's low pressure. I mean, there's pressure, but it's not like we're not gonna like kick you off if you can't do it. And I'm. But sure. you're but you're starting a stopwatch right now. Well, yeah. Uh, yes, I am pulling up a watch on my yeah. phone. Oh my so, God. I feel like I feel like it should be like an egg timer, and you just like hold it to the camera, yeah. like. I can hold it up if you want to watch. This feels like an episode of 24 that I'm not ready for. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Do you feel mentally prepared? Do you think this is? Are you okay? I think so. I think I'm prepped. All right. Ready? I'm starting the timer now. Okay. There is a girl in Indiana who is a lesbian, and she wants to take her girlfriend to the prom. The PTA in Indiana does not like this idea. They are afraid of homosexuality in general, and so they decide to cancel the prom because they hear this. So uh, there are Broadway performers in New York who are at the end of their prime, and they need – oh, my God. I have nine more seconds? No. <laughs> They need they need something to reinvent themselves as a good image, so they go down to Indiana to open the hearts and minds of the people in Indiana. To... All right, yeah! <laughs> that was good. That was really good. That was really That's good. So stressful. Spoken. I feel like when we do it, we're normally I'm like, uh, these two people meet and they. Like, that was very well spoken. There's a girl. There's songs. There's dances. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, hey, I think I think you told us a lot that we needed to know. Perfect. Yeah. And I mean, we can just, there's not, I mean, there's really not that many blanks to fill. You kind of summarized it. I think the only, yeah, the four washed up Broadway stars head to Mm -hmm. nowhere, Indiana. Truly. Make a better life for their public image. Exactly. And so they, uh, yeah. And it's about opening the hearts and minds of the, of the people in Indiana. But I, I pretty much just say like that. And then hilarity ensues. But True. it's such it's a surprisingly just like heart wrenching show. It just gets you out of nowhere when you've been like they get a lot of like production number, production number, production number, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh my god, there's a, so much heart in this. And they I think it's like brilliant like Broadway trickery to kind of like get someone to like sit forward and be like, Oh, this is good and then oh my god, I care so much. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I and I, I hopefully learn something from it. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that, and I think it's interesting too because, I mean, obviously you see the main characters go through a lot, but I feel like everyone goes through a lot. Like I feel like all the yeah. Broadway stars they go through like they're also self centered, but then they end up finding out like, wait, maybe like fame and fortune isn't everything, and 
the people in Indiana. And I don't know. I just think there's a lot of like everyone goes through some sort of change, which I think is really cool. True. Everyone's got a journey. Everyone's got like a full story to tell. There's like full arcs kind of throughout. Um, and I'm just glad that it's being finally uh, – done in this this huge way uh thanks to netflix uh that i mean millions of people are now gonna get a chance to see the story because you know when you're on broadway uh you can get like hundreds and thousands of people for a a run of a show um and sadly prom had a a pretty good length for a run um but now it's kind of like it's gonna be immortalized and people can see it and just millions of people across the world that need to hear this message are gonna are gonna hear it yeah totally yeah yeah i think that's i just like am giddy at the fact that like a seven-year-olds are going to be like dancing to this in their house like that is so cool like we, that is such a cool like thought that this is going to be the thing that people are listening right like middle school me would be like obsessed with this movie mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think it, i think it's uh it has the capacity to be one of those like yeah upcoming like movie musicals that we had when, when we were younger mine was uh Mine was Newsies back when I was younger, and I, I had a VHS tape of this thing recorded off of TV. So I still had like the commercials uh, in between, and I would yes. fast forward them to kind of get to the next dance number. Um, but it was that movie was, I mean, came out in '92, and I am aged. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but and then was, you got to be in it. Yeah, I mean, I really my my Broadway career started at such a high that i literally i had this joke that i did i mean my first show was west side story which again another movie musical um that i was like i saw this and i was like oh my god guys dancing this is a cool thing to do it's athletic it's impressive i want to do it and so I, I luckily got west side story and then after that uh newsies was right after and i literally did the two inspiring movie musicals that made me want to pursue this as a career so i said okay I've done it all, and <laughs> the rest is downhill from here. No, but I was very, very lucky to kind of like the first two inspiring for me to be able to do them. So hopefully this like brings, uh, you know, moving musicals back to the forefront and people find more inspiration from them. Well, I also think what's cool too is like the prom was a musical before it was a movie. Which I think mm-hmm. is like kind of a backwards little thing, but I love that for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I mean, you've been in a lot of movie musicals because, like, Mean Girls too. Yeah. 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 I, I, I guess I, I specialize in <laughs> honeymoon in Vegas. Oh my! Oh, I yeah. Remember, yeah, it was a movie and then a music. Oh my god! Oh my okay. god! <laughs> all the I told you I consume media at an alarming rate, and now I just this is how I do it. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's been it's been fascinating to see like kind of the the reverse of like the source material being the actual stage show and then adapting it to the movie was such a cool thing because you understand in a movie you you can do things that you can't do on a stage and vice versa. Um but we're able to do flashback scenes in a movie that we can't really convey on stage in the same way. And what's cool uh it was such a cool choreography moment where we got to figure out. Um, so uh, Meryl Streep was playing Dee Dee, who uh, Beth Level played on Broadway. Um, there's a scene in a principal's office, and it's she's kind of like redoing number that that made her like her big star turn on Broadway back in like the early 90s. And so we were able to kind of go. Oh, I get chills just thinking about it. 
oh my god um just the like the choreography is doing in the office we can like use the camera to follow that motion and boom we're back in 1992 going on stage and then we can like catch a flare of a light then boom, we're back in the office it's such a cool, cool. aspect and we had to like because we shot them obviously different days but we shot the office first and then we we're like, okay, we have to get shot one, two, three, four, five, and make sure that these exactly match when we shoot it in the theater uh, later. Mm. So I got to like work with the director of photography, uh, Matthew Libatek, and uh, Ryan Murphy, and we like worked specific moments of like what to do and how you want to get this specific motion. And coaching Meryl to be like, yeah, make sure this goes exactly below the knee because that's how we're going to do it in the theater. Wow, it's Whoa. pretty unreal. I can imagine. Yeah, it was awesome. So, I mean, your journey with the prom has been a long one, right? You've pretty much been there from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. They did um, they did a quick reading, just a table read before before I was involved. Um, and it was kicking around for a while, honestly, because it's it's based on like loosely a, a real story that happened, and so that source material is real. Of course, it's dramatized in this sense, but um, they did a quick table read, and then we did a lab in what what feels like 2002 at this point. Um, but we did a lab. It's got to be four, five years ago. Uh, we did a lab in the summer, and then we took it out of town in Atlanta the following summer, must be. Um, it is mostly a blur because, you know, 2020 has time is a construct at this point. Um, and so when we finished Atlanta, there was word that like, maybe we were going to transfer to Broadway. We, everything was kind of in flux. We had to see, but the, the, the train was moving. I mean, there was momentum, but, um, I think uh, there was like another project the producers were working on. And so, uh, prom like was put on the back burner for just a hot second. But in that hot second, uh, Mean Girls was happening. And so we did a Mean Girls lab, did Mean Girls out of town. And as Mean Girls came to Broadway, prom was then going to come to Broadway in the following spring. So uh, I was involved with Mean Girls, and then it was dance captaining it. So I'm like, okay, my this is where I'm putting roots down. This is where I'm at. Casey needs me here. So prom went to Broadway. Sadly, wasn't able to be part of it. But um, then once... I was doing Mean Girls. Uh, Casey approached me, uh, and actually, it's just awesome. Like he, um, we were on a, a boat, just in the, like doing like a thing around the Statue of Liberty. Uh, me and uh, his other associate, John McGinnis, uh, and uh, we were just hanging out. And he's like, "Hey, I'm uh, we're the prom. We're making it into a movie." I was like, "Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool." Yeah, uh, I want you to be the other associate. I was like, "What?" But, but I've never, I've never done that. Casey is like, "No, you're going to be great." It's going to be great. Like, it's the same thing as dance captaining. I trust you. You're going to be great. I was like, okay. It was one of those kind of just like, yes, yes. And I have no idea how to really do this, but I will figure it out. And it's kind of what it was. I mean, the job, I'd, I'd never done a movie. I'd never been an associate. And I was like, okay, this is trial by fire. And I hope I don't burn. Um, but it was fantastic. It was. Um, and so I, I was glad to kind of, because I couldn't do prom on Broadway, Oh, yes, I can like bring another thing to fruition that I helped create and develop, and I'm so glad my journey wasn't done and and cut off like that. So I was pumped. Awesome. Yeah, but it's a lot of learning on the fly, especially with movies and how fast everything moves, and then all of a sudden everything is just like glacially slow because we're just setting up for the next shot, doing all these things, and then all of a sudden it's just like 
All right, uh, set up the dancers, do this. We got 10 minutes, go. Oh my God. And we're like working about like 300 extras and how the traffic's going to do. And we just saw the space for the first time today. So it's like you do tech rehearsal in half an hour for the one scene. It's a blur, but I would do it again in a second. <laughs> what would you say like the biggest differences between like working on like a Broadway show and working on a movie musical are? Hmm. There's there's an aspect on on Broadway where it's just like live theater, and so like you you almost like look for uh, the person like being real or almost like catching themselves in in the moment, and just that kind of cool live theater aspect. Not much in the same like why people watch NASCAR and they watch for like oh my god is it gonna wreck that's dangerous, but for like Broadway it's just like is something gonna happen that I'm that I get to be in on. And so with a movie, it's like, okay, we have today to get this right, and it's going to be immortalized. So we have to get this correct mm. today. So it's a little bit more pressure, but it's also like, all right, once we're done with this shot, I literally can just take that choreography and boop, never worry about it again. So that coming from Dance Captaining Mean Girls right before it, there was such an element of relief when we finished a big number because I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I never have to worry about those spacing or those charts or figure out where this person's going to go, or I never have to worry about swinging this number or anything of that nature. We finished Love Thy, Na- Love Thy Neighbor in the mall, and we spent five days in the mall. And we finished this crazy, crazy number, which looks so good in the film. But we had such issues like with this fountain kind of coming up and down. There's actually, I'm behind a juice stand in the shot i'm not like seen on camera but i'm like with the special effects crew being like okay go yep bring it up up now bring it down and then boom, full up i'm calling the cues so i was a stage manager associate choreographer and just wow. like hype cheerleader for the dancers at the same time so i would say it's 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 so much more adrenaline in a movie musical and then all of a sudden it's just like poof the number's just gone and you never do it again so wow that is like an odd like pressure though feeling like something's immortalized forever especially because i feel like i i have a very good feeling about the prom like the the trailer looks amazing the Mm -hmm. they released the give it some zazz song which i was yeah fantastic and so but you know the the trail record of these like live tv musicals like aren't always that great so Like with every musical that comes out, I'm like, all right, like let's hope. I feel like Ryan Murphy, like that man brought up a whole like <laughs> a whole group of people that like lo- I mean, Glee like opened the door for so many people to yeah and appreciate. So I'm like, all right, I I feel like I trusted in his hands. Like I feel like this man's earned the trust of the movie musical in this day and age. Truly, and we um he he does all his incredible work in post. I even I even got to talk to him. I mean, multiple, we were on set every single day together. And um, there was, uh, I talked to him just like about directing. They're just like, what do you like about it? What do you not like? And he loves, he loves the casting process, but like actually like uh, the days of shooting, you would think for us, it's like, oh my God, that's the most exciting thing. That's when we're capturing it. But what I don't think about and what I don't know about is really post. And so I forget that in post is like, that's when he directs. He has all these options that he can get from the actors in several different takes. And then he gets to put together this puzzle that he's then constructed for himself. And it's genius in a a 
I'd love to like actually sit down and, like just watch post happen. I'm sure it'd like for some things it'd be like, God, this is a tedious process, but the product he's made is phenomenal. And I literally I I, I watched it the other night and um you have that thing of like, I've worked on this, I'm close to this, am I gonna watch this like kind of like through a certain color like glasses and not really see it? And I was nervous about it. I was like hella nervous. I don't know what happens in post. And it was so relieving to sit back and be like, oh my God, it's good. Oh, thank God it's good. That's awesome. Well, you know, because you always have that little thing of like, I might be too close to this. I don't know. But I fully got to relax and just enjoy it because it's just, it's joy and it's what we need now. Yeah, I feel like they couldn't have picked like a better time for it to come out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And like this cast, I don't like what what was the casting process like, or like how do you even get? I, I don't understand. I just don't understand like fame and or like how you address like getting Meryl Streep to be in a movie. Like that just baffles me. Not a clue. I um <laughs> like everyone was was attached uh, to the movie before I even got there. Mm-hmm. So I mean I. <laughs> I forget, like, Casey said, like, yeah, we're going to do the movie. Meryl Streep's going to be in it. I went, sorry, what? (laughs) And then the most insane thing, because I was still doing Bean Girls, and I was planning on giving my my notice uh, sometime like in the beginning of October, because we were supposed to start in late October, like with rehearsals and getting the teen ensemble together. We actually, that is the casting bit I know how it happened because with the teen ensemble and the Godspell cast, we casted them all local LA people. So we held, I mean, dance audition in a studio at the Paramount lot. Um, so we did that, that felt like, Oh, I know this, this is New York. This is just a Broadway dance call. This is easy. This is a cake. I got this. Mm. Um, but the rest of it was just like, they are it happens in in meetings i feel like and it's i don't even know i'm sure tapes were submitted but i'm sure i don't think meryl's submitting a tape i, don't think, so I think it's just like meryl do you want to do this and she was so gung-ho for it she um i got to i had the privilege to uh to teach meryl one-on-one for a about five weeks kind of before we started i did some ballet with her just like conditioning and um that is crazy oh but it was and i was i have a picture on my phone of just like the first day and it's just me in a studio and i'm just like remember this moment remember this moment this is happening a legend is coming in and she drove her she drives herself everywhere she is a student of the craft and she literally walked in and was just like okay how do you want to start? And she just wanted to learn. Like this, this bitch just wants to learn. It was unbelievable to me that someone at her caliber is still just wants to soak everything up and wants to just do the work. But it starts at the top. And so everybody sees that and like, oh, I got to up my game. Everybody, if Meryl was on set, everybody would have clicked and dialed in. It was amazing. Um. I'm sorry, I went a little bit on a tangent because I was talking about the goddess herself. Yeah. Um, but it's just with the whole casting, I think it it happens so fast, and I think it happens in meetings, and then all of a sudden we get a schedule together that can work around everybody else's schedule. Because 
they're, I think they're lucky enough that I think they can do multiple projects at the same time if they can fit it. Like with James, with James Corden, he was, he had to backlog some of his talk shows and do rehearsals and shoots for us. So he, his days, he had to like shoot three or four days of his show, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we would get him for rehearsal Thursday and Friday. And then he'd have to like shoot six more shows before the next week so that he had enough. It was, I, I don't know how he did it. I don't wow. know how. Did you feel like there was a different, like, what would you say is like the energy difference between like LA and New York? Is there one? What do you feel like is the difference? Oh, yeah. I am, I am an East Coast born and bred. I'm born in Rochester, New York. Rochester. I got my Buffalo Bills hat right here. And we're on Monday Night Football right now. I don't Ooh. know the score. Good old Bleed Orange. Yes, baby. And so I've been in New York all of my life. Um, and so I am such the annoyingly so East Coaster that I got to the West Coast and everyone's just like, all right, let's hang out. Let's like, let's chat before we kind of like get into the work. And I'm like, nope, let's, uh, let's go. We got to get it done. We have, let's, let's go. And I, I even had moments I'm like, I feel so I feel so awkward, like trying to go to these stars to be like, "Hey, so we're gonna go over it again, right? Let's let's go from the top. Let's let's go." But uh, unbeknownst to me, they're probably like on their phones, and I'm like, "Oh, why are they on their phones?" But they're probably like handling thirty other projects that people are asking them to do. But idiot New York mindset is just like, "I need to get this done. Point A to point B. Let's go." I don't want to see anybody. Tunnel vision. <laughs> but I think LA is a lot more open to figuring it out on the day of i think movies and tv especially just like oh yeah we'll figure it out when we get there my brain is like I, hang on <laughs> and uh, there's an executive producer on the show who kind of like took me under his wing and like kind of taught me how everything's going to work and he would <laughs> we would have a whole thing set and then uh ryan would change a little bit in the scene before the song happens which kind of changed the blocking of everything that needs to happen in the beginning of the number. And uh, the producer would kind of see me like, just like, just like breathe in a little, like a sharp intake, like, Oh God, that's going to change everything. And he would come over and be like, it's okay. We're going to, we'll make it work. Everything's going to be fine. And sure enough, that's, that's what I learned is like, you have to just go with the flow and be so adaptable and make it work that by the time we were in like month two of shooting, I was like, what are we doing? Okay, cool. Let's go here and uh, figure it out from my step to from Video Village, where the director is. I will walk to set and I will have a plan when I get there. Nice. <laughs> so definitely learned how to just think on my feet as I went. Yeah, that does sound like a lot different. I do feel like everything's so well planned out in theater. Like I feel like it's like... By the time you get there, it's like done. <laughs> well, yeah, we're used to like pre-production. We'd be like, okay, well, we have to figure out this transition. Let's figure out with a small group of people first, and then we'll teach it to everybody in the rehearsal studio when we get there. And then it's just like, okay, done, next. Um, but movies, it's just like you don't know exactly what all the set's going to be. or I mean, it, it's just there's so many more variables to think about. Are you like interested in working more in film and movies? Hundred percent. If um, if I can get involved, especially on the on the back side of it. I mean, I I loved the I loved set life. I um I enjoyed I enjoyed sometimes the long hours of it. There are some days I'm like, oh my god, 
this has been going on for so long. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, I just, I mean, I loved, I love tech rehearsals. I think that's the most fun in any kind of like theater process. So TV and film, it feels like just like tech every single day. And so almost like when you get into a new location, doing a new number, it feels like a whole show, like a whole brand new show. Um, so I definitely could absolutely get used to it. Um, but I'm such an East Coast body that I would love to do them here rather yeah. than LA. But I understand it. I get why people love the weather, the hiking, the outdoorsy stuff. I'm like, uh-uh, give me winter, give me fall, and give me my apartment and the bodega down the street. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> I think that, I think that makes perfect sense. I think that is a world that we could all get behind. <laughs> Bring it to the East Coast. Bring it all here. Bring it all. So I think going back to like your relationship with Casey Nicola, can you talk a little bit more about that? Kind of like how that started and then also like how was working on like, I mean, he obviously directed the prom, the musical, but then mm -hmm. ending that over to Ryan Murphy, but still being able to choreograph, like how did that relationship work kind of thing? Sure. Um, we, so first thing I did with Casey was, um, was the something rotten lab. Actually, uh, there was, I had just finished Newsies and, you know, we have that thought of like, oh my God, the show is closed. I don't have a job lined up. I'm never working again. <laughs> we all have the same thought i still to this day i'm like oh, okay what is next i have no idea what's next and so as soon as i relax uh then an audition came up uh somebody had gotten the rotten lab and then dropped out to do peter pan live and so they needed an emergency replacement um for one track they said can you come in today at 2 30 and there was five of us at uh like casey's studio in midtown uh that he uses for pre-production and all that stuff and it was just like a quick tap combination. They handed us sides right there. We all went in and uh, I found out later in that day, uh, great, you got it. Um, but I also, quick quick side random story. Um, I also had an offer to just be in on the town starting on Monday because that was happening on Broadway as well. And I think there were just like so many injuries and sicknesses, they needed somebody. And I was like, uh okay so it's like a lab versus a broadway and casey wanted me for the show but my agent said well he has a broadway offer what do you want to do and casey even like reached out to my agents be like sent in the script just send him it and my agents literally said you gotta you gotta read this this is really really good and i read something rotten script and i said this is i really want to be a part of this i know on the town is like a broadway gig but it's only for like three months, and I I think I want to start this relationship. And the Rotten Script was so good. If you guys if you guys had seen it or know it, it's so smart. The Kirkpatrick brothers, and uh, it's just so witty and brilliant. Um, so I did the Rotten Lab, and but I had already started. I was going to be doing a honeymoon in Vegas. Literally the 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 week after we finished the lab, I had gotten honeymoon in Vegas. So I was so sad I couldn't move with Rotten to Broadway right away. And Casey was so bummed that when prom came around, this prom lab, uh, yeah, I, I just had this audition lined up for the untitled teen musical that wasn't Mean Girls. They literally called it This Is Not Mean Girls because Mean Girls was kicking around but wasn't a thing yet. And 
literally had this audition lined up and Casey called my agents and said, no, we put him through the ringer of he wasn't allowed to do Rotten, just give him prom. And so I joined prom, no audition. And we just we just kind of bonded and he brought me in for pre-production with all of like his Aladdin people as he figured out prom. And it just kind of spoke his language, him and the other associate. And he would kind of like look to me for certain movements and we just got along well. And then when Mean Girls was happening, he literally just said, like, I want you to do it. I want you to lead the auditions. I want you to be dance captain. I said, okay. So I literally had to lead all the Mean Girls auditions, but I had to be approved by Tina Fey and her husband, Jeff, who didn't know me, Jeff Richman, who wrote the music. Um, they didn't know me. And they were like, well, we want input on the casting, obviously. Um, so I had to like lead the final callback for all the guys for the audition, go outside, get my book, come in last to audition where everyone just saw me leading the audition <laughs> do my song and sides exit come back in lead the female dance call and then i was out it was such a bizarre <laughs> process but casey was just like you're good you're good um and so we've just kind of like we, we we speak each other's language as far as movement goes and that's kind of how it's been and it's it's such more of like it's just a friendship really uh the, the room is always so like, it can be so light, bubbly, it's so much fun. And then we can just like knuckle down and like get the work done that we need to. We'd have so many things of me, him, uh, John McGinnis and uh, Becca Peterson, who was the co-dance captain for Mean Girls. We would have to figure out a huge section in Mean Girls an hour before rehearsal in pre-pro and then teach the entire company so fast. And all of us were just geared in the same way. So it was, it's been great. I would, I would keep working with him. At all times. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, like, how was it, like, when he... Because, I mean, obviously, yes, he directed and choreographed on Broadway. Choreographing right. the movie. Right. Uh, he... So it was a little bit kind of like... Um, I mean... Casey, like, helped, like, almost conceive this whole thing and, like, had the, such a brilliant vision for the Broadway show. And so when we brought it to the movie medium, it's almost like he had to kind of hand the directing piece off to to Ryan because then it becomes Ryan's vision of the, of the prom. Uh, so it's almost like – I don't – the back seat is not the right word. But it's like this like relaxing feeling of just like, okay, cool. We can we can just worry about the choreography. We do that stuff. And we can still get like essence of his vision into the choreography and into those scenes. And there's still there was there was a number of times that Ryan and Casey worked together in like some staging things or like how to set the scene up. There was definitely still like a collaboration in that aspect too. Oh, cool. So was Casey on set a lot of the time? Casey was on set, uh, yeah, a good amount of time. Uh, at the same time, the reason I was brought out there was because the, him and uh, John McGinnis, the other associate, they were going to be working on the Some Like a Hot uh, lab that was happening in, in January in New York. So I was pretty much there in the beginning of the, all the prom movie rehearsals so that when they went to New York, I was the person in charge on set for the choreography department whenever Casey and John weren't there. So from like January to like mid-February, it was like me. And if Casey had a weekend, he would fly to LA. And if we had like, uh, we kind of changed the schedule around so that big production numbers were on 
the weekend days that Casey could make. Uh, but if some things couldn't work around, it'd be like, I would call Casey, be like, we're doing this today. Uh, I'm going to do, make sure this happens, this happens, X, Y, Z. And if things changed, um, I would just like keep him kind of up to date on everything that was going on. And me and my associate, Jack Sipple, we had to kind of make some changes and decisions on the day. Um, in the moment. And so I had to be like, okay, we changed the choreography here. This has to go here. This has to change this whole thing. And I would just kind of fill Casey and be like, we had to change this today. I kept it in the vocabulary that we're still in your world. So that was my job. That's so cool. It was, it was a wild ride, man. And I would go again. It's like do improv, but do improv in the style of Casey Nicola. (laughs) Correct. And and luckily enough, I've been doing his stuff for a while now that usually my first go-to is still in the Casey world, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Have you always been interested in choreography? A little bit more so now. Um, I've kind of, I don't know what, like what the Brendan uh, choreography voice is yet. Um, but I'm definitely getting more into it as far as just like little story combos for a class or for just in that kind of sense. I haven't, I haven't staged like a full, um, show. I I, I have not done that yet. That's definitely something I'm interested in, uh, and a beast that I want to conquer. Um, but there is, there is definitely more interest now, especially, I mean, as I get older, um, the, the hamstrings get a little tighter and the, the body does not move as it once did when I was 21. So there's definitely a world where I would like to still be associate. Kind of, I enjoyed that. I like the puzzle and the fixing of things. Um, but the whole step of like full choreography, I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I'm not, I don't know if I'm fully sold on being like the main dude to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like there's like a specific like brain puzzle to like be the associate to like fix a problem. So I can, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, there's, I think there's, there's such a world where the choreographer has to come up with like the vision and some of the vocab and then kind of gives it to the associate to be like, all right, now make it look good. And then that's kind of like where, where we come in as associates in that kind of world. That's awesome. I kind of feel like I didn't really know that. So I'm mm-hmm. glad to learn that. Uh-huh. The more you know. <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite song in the prom? I think it's the end. I think it's the end. There's um it's time to dance is such a such a crowd pleaser and I have been teaching it a lot so it is definitely there is <laughs> it is my favorite song but it's also something at I mean probably by like 2021 I don't need to hear it for a long time. But um it's definitely there's such an element of celebration to it that I, you, you can't help but just, just feel that like, I don't know, the just jubilance and kind of almost just victory. And for me, I'm, I'm taken back to the day we shot it, and it was just such a victorious celebration. There was 400 people in the room back when you could have 400 people in a room. Wow. And there was even a moment. Um, Ugh. Oh my god, I got I got so geeked out just like how all the Steadicam stuff works and all of the, the how how everything just it, it's just such a cool puzzle to solve in the film world. And he's like, oh, I want to be able to get 
inside like all of the the dance formations i was like cool got it and i would like pretty much create like i would part the red sea of the dancers and create this lane and tell all the dancers be like okay cool he's going to come down this whole strip of land and you're going to kind of fill in as he passes and it was just so fun for me to figure out how are we going to get this shot because once we're out of frame you don't have to worry about anything that's out of frame then you just kind of fill in so for me it was just this like victorious thing of like this massive shot that i think turned out so great um and so i think that's definitely my my favorite number and it ended when we finished the night little background story they played we are the champions over like the huge pa system and every student like teen dancer and all the extras are just like shouting screaming we are the champions i had the director of photography on my shoulders just carrying him like through the the throngs of people it was a cool night it was a really really, really cool night that's awesome yeah. what's your yeah. favorite song josh uh probably the ladies improving yes she and also Meryl sounds fire on this album. She, she is whales, man. She belts. She yeah. really does. Whales. I couldn't yeah. believe it. And she, she's full throttle every single time. And she's even like I know there's there's of course there's dubbing in like the films and it's all like set to the like the tracks and everything, but she still did it every single time. That's awesome. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Good choice. Good choice. What about you, Kate? Um, my favorite's "Love Thy Neighbor." I just think it's so fun. Like I, now that you're talking about the mall thing, I'm like, that's gonna be so cool. It is. It is. It is really cool. And I think um, this like surprise tambourines we'll still have from the that we did in the Broadway show. So good. Um, and again, what you can't do on a Broadway stage is really have like a giant fountain that sprouts all of this like water out of it because then okay who's cleaning that up for the next number on stage and i thought i thought it was a really fun number in the broadway show so i can't even imagine now like how much more fun it's gonna be after randall's we haven't even talked about it oh my god broadway event andrew randall's Randall's. i'm so excited for him to be in it he was such a trip too i mean he just it was nice because there was a he would come into his rehearsals and I would uh, teach him his stuff for Love Thy Neighbor. And it was kind of this like weird relaxing thing, but like, you get this, <laughs> you know what this is. And everybody else, everyone else did too. That's not to discredit anybody else. But I had this like New York thing of just like, what's up, man? So it's just like yeah. rehearsal. I'll just, we got this. Yeah. yeah. And I mean like Book of Mormon, that's like a Casey Nicholas staple. So like oh, yeah. Andrew Randall's and Casey, obviously. I didn't even put that together. Oh yeah. So true. Yeah. There's even a step. Andrew loves to tell this story, but there's a step that we put into Love the Neighbor for him um, that he used to do in Mormon in um, the All-American Prophet. And we told him that. And he's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Casey, that was 10 years ago. So I don't – or probably even more. I don't even know. Oh, it's that like, old? I, oh, we're – yeah. What? Yeah. Book of Mormon just like lives on also eternally. Like I feel like that has never not been a thing. So that just like sucks. No, I, think it's, I think it's about, I think it's ten years. And so we told him be like, yeah, you're gonna drop onto down into this jazz split and then come back up. He's like, hmm, okay, that was ten years. I don't know if these hamstrings do that anymore. But sure enough, you'll see it. He. Oh yeah, it's in the trailer. 
Oh yeah, he drops down to that. Looks Come good. On. What an icon. He's the man. So what is what is like one thing that you wish that people seeing the movie will get out of it? Like what is one message you hope that people will get from seeing? Really I hope for for multiple generations. I hope there's this element of just understanding. I think there's absolutely this world of yes acceptance. I mean look the ideal is is acceptance for all. But I think there just needs to be this kind of understanding of what all sides are going through and trying to wrap their head around. Because I think for past generations, it's a new way of thinking. And because it's becoming so normalized, thank goodness, I think it just it needs to be accepted. And I think what people what I hope people get out of it is just I hope that people that haven't understood it before just go to uh, a member of the LGBT community and say, tell me more. That's that's what I hope. That's what I hope. Because I think it'd be huge for everyone. Because I think there's there's such a generation that we're so confused and not accepted and cast out and, and nobody really understood why. And it just like happened. And we, I think, I think there's an element to be like, we need to, we need to correct this. We need to, we need to be better about this. Well, I think, uh, I think the prom's message can uh, hopefully be the catalyst to start that. I don't know. I hope so. Have to do it. It's like Meryl Streep and James Corden. Because like, I don't know. I was thinking about it. It's like one of those things where like my mom's even excited about it, and I don't even think she knows anything about it. But she's like, I heard there's a movie with Meryl Streep coming out. You know. So, like, I feel like a lot of people are just going to be like, ah, new movie on Netflix. Oh, Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman. Okay, you know? Well, because we are all still quarantined, we're all in this insane pandemic, it'll be just this thing that's like, we're all just kind of going on Netflix. And if people who who haven't thought about this before, they're going to be like, oh, Meryl Streep. Yeah, I'll watch that. Right. Oh, that's a musical? I guess I'll leave it on. I don't know if I like musicals. And then if they get so inve- invested and interested they ca- they won't help but to care about Emma or care about Barry's past and care about uh, what Alyssa Green goes through. There's so many multitudes of different versions of how this is still happening, and so I think it's yeah I think it's important. I I really hope I really hope. I think it's powerful. Powerful. yeah yeah musicals are powerful. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Musicals are a religion. Yeah, it's it's just facts. Facts. Oh <laughs> Brendan, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This it has been my pleasure. My pleasure. Plug yourself. For, I mean, we have like 250 people that listen, but plug yourself. Where can they find you on Instagram? Sure. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Bren Stims, B-R-E-N-S-T-I-M-S. Uh, and then that's that's pretty much where you'll find me. I don't use a Twitter much. Uh, and then my website is just my full name, brendanstimson.com uh that's it i'm not a huge social media player i guess is the right word um and i'm not on tiktok you will not find me (laughs) on tiktok oh well look for me i dare you i'm not there well you can't find him on tiktok but you can find him on youtube dancing through his resume and it's a good video so everybody go watch it there you can oh my god that hour oof (laughs) You want to talk about sweating through your resume. That's what I was doing. 
I watched it today, if you're wondering, and it, it's a good it's a good video. Well, thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. Yes. And everyone, uh, be sure to check out the prom movie. Uh, this coming out this Friday, 12-11 on Netflix. going to be fantastic. We're so excited. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. For more information, check us out on Instagram at WTF underscore B-Way. That's WTF underscore B-W-A-Y. And we'll see you next Monday for our musical reveal. What's it going to be? We don't know yet. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.